Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. All right, so I was going to start with telling you if you get a text from yourself, don't click on it. That's what Verizon is saying, and other people are saying, no, do not click on a text from yourself. I'd be tough. That'd be a tough one to not click on. All right, but apparently you're getting text from yourself saying that, hey, your bill's paid, but here's a free gift for you. Click on it. Ooh, no. Do not click on those links. Okay, so that's helpful hint. You get a text from yourself. Don't click on the link. But really all I care about is uh, where the show originates from. Okay, so it's because prior to opening up the microphone, I heard this in my ears. Which gets me to thinking about Coast to Coast. And I got to thinking about, so, from the high desert. And then from somewhere deep underground. And from the gateway to the west. And then the city of angels. And then Glenn used to say from the west coast of the east coast of North America when we were on in Tampa, I need something for doing the fat. So I'm in DFW. And I was just told, I didn't know this, and I'm embarrassed that I didn't know this, that Fort Worth is where the West begins. I got some cattle, I'm driving to town. From where the West begins, this is Chewing the Fat. You know, if the last two years have taught us anything at all it's that you must take control of your own health and it's clear that you can't simply rely on the government or big pharma to protect you or your family that's where z-stack comes in z-stack is specially formulated immune boosting supplement that includes zinc quit quercetin vitamin c quercetin i got it that's what i'm trying to say vitamin c and vitamin d formulated by dr vladimir zelenko the world-renowned doctor that president trump credited with his successful early treatment protocol and his decision to take hydroxychloroquine z-stack has been scientifically formulated is kosher and gmp certified and is produced right here in the usa and not only does it help physically but mentally as well i've been taking it and i feel boosted in both ways mentally and physically i mean really If you know that you're taking the specially formulated immune-boosting supplement that includes zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, and vitamin D, you feel pretty good about it. And I know that mask mandates are being lifted and vaccine mandates are no longer enforced in several states. Viruses are still out there. And by taking Z-Stack daily, you are supercharging your immune system. Z-Stack is formulated to help combat any and all variants, as well as the common cold and flu. So, I encourage you to start taking it now and stay ahead of any potential future variants by preparing your immune system and go about living your life. Go to ZStackLife.com slash Jeffy. Go there today and enter the promo code Jeffy. Get a discount off your first order. ZStackLife.com slash jeffy promo code jeffy okay we have a pelican on the lamb well wait not on a lamb on the lamb on the run a fugitive since 2005 a pelican the fugitive flamingo from the kansas city zoo 
on the run for 17 years. Now, he was spotted in the great state of Texas. But he escaped from the Kansas the Kansas Zoo. <laughs> Flamingo 492 broke free from the Sedgwick County Zoo in Wichita alongside another African flamingo during an evening storm in June of 2005. Now, uh, the birds had succeeded in combining their not-yet-trimmed feathers and strong winds and making a great escape. Yeah, it was a big storm. We're out of here. Have a nice day. Take care. It doesn't say what happened to the other flamingo. It doesn't even have a special identification number. It doesn't have a birthmark mention. Nothing. It's just uh, another African flamingo. Oh, okay. But 492... 492 shows up in Texas. Now, according to this, they reported seeing him in 2009. All right. And then uh, that's it. We haven't seen him. And now 492 has been seen in Texas again. Now, I have a couple of questions. I know it's been... It's this flamingo now. Four ninety two is twenty seven years old. They say that the flamingos can live to be about thirty. Right? I want to know how we know that this particular flamingo that's been spotted in Texas is the fugitive flamingo four ninety two. What happened to the other? Af- we get the Wichita Zoo on the line. That's who we need to talk to. Is the Wichita Zoo? They have the answers. Not the people in Texas spotting the flamingo. Oh, yeah, it's 492, all right. Says so right there on his butt. He's got a tattoo, which is possible. They may, you know, they bring the flamingos into the zoo. Give them a little, (laughs) give them a little branding of what number they are. Uh, That's 492. (laughs) So, you know, every so often you got to do inventory. What the heck happened? 492's been gone since 05. Yeah, he flew out of here in 05. Oh, okay. No problem. I just want to know how we know. I'd like to know how we know. I will. I am going to reach out to the Wichita Zoo. We are going to talk to them about their fugitive flamingos. And if they have any other fugitive animals running around. I mean, if security is that lax, the little storm comes along. And the flamingos are able to escape. That means other animals have escaped from the Kansas Zoo, the Wichita Zoo. And uh, I want answers. And we're going to get them. That might be worth a new show, actually. Uh, you know, on AMC Plus or uh, Zoo Detective. <laughs> you don't know the dangers of what goes on. I mean, we have zoos attacks all the time. You know, not all the time, but a number of numerous times. Numerous people are being attacked at zoos. And so we need zoo detectives. I want to, I want to become a zoo detective. I mean, I told the story on uh, Pat Gray Overtime today about a zoo hack that I was, it was a proud moment for me when my son told me about a zoo hack that he, that he had found was how to get into a particular zoo for free. Now, I don't recommend that. I'm a no one supports zoos more than this show chewing the fat so i recommend paying to get into the zoo to enjoy the goodness that every zoo 
spreads. But I will say, like I have my Heinz ketchup police officer badge. I believe I want a zoo badge and I want a zoo detective badge now too. So that it gets you into the zoos. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, you have to pay a uh, zoo detective, Jeff Fisher. And get it because we have to do some investigating. And I can't be bogged down with having to go through the front gate and pay and get the little flyers. No, I just want to walk right in. So that's going to happen. And if the zoo's out there, I'm coming. All I can worry about now is just thinking about I want to create the zoo detective show. That's all. I just want the zoo detective show. I can hear the cannon theme. They'd probably get pissed if I'm using the cannon theme. I'll come up with my own, you know. Zoo. I was going to be zoo detective. Zoo detective. Tonight's episode, Fugitive Pelican. Right? Come on now. That's good TV right there. You know you're watching. That's DVR. That's DVR. What's your favorite episode? (laughs) Rhino 5. I mean, they only have so many rhinoceroses, man. They don't have, it's not like flamingos, man. You got four, 500 flamingos. You don't have that many rhinos. <laughs> you have 492 rhinos. They're taking over the town. <laughs> That's a fact. You'll need more than one zoo detective to take that down. All right, just stop. I don't want to just stop. And it's hard to stop because I've said it before. There's no off switch on genius. I mean, once, it, once I was born the switch is on and so it never shuts off i've already written the season finale i can't stop i can't stop the season finale tonight's episode lions tigers and bears oh my all right i'm gonna stop now sorry (laughs) speaking of zoos though i see we're in new york now is saying that they're going to dismantle all the homeless encampments okay well good luck god bless um new mayor eric adams we're just gonna get rid of the encampments off our streets okay well what's gonna happen to all the homeless people well we're gonna get them into a healthy living conditions with wraparound services well, that's great the mayor called it inhumane to have people living in dangerous environments like cardboard boxes on highways or in the subway. Oh, well, I mean, it's, I thought it was illegal to have that happen in the city mayor. Couldn't you just arrest them and give them a nice warm meal in jail? No, no, no. Can't be doing that. Uh, and we can't force you to sleep in a homeless shelter. Oh, okay. So... All right, I guess I mean there's a homeless problem every in America. That that is a serious problem in America in in major cities. Um, I know that uh, I, you know I mentioned my son with the life hack uh, it makes me proud. But where his business at is in Austin. Where his business at? Where his business is located at? No, I said it right the first time. Where a business at is in Austin. Uh, downtown Austin city uh, is in Austin proper and there are there's a homeless issue in Austin proper and so a lot of times when he gets to his his uh, his business 
there are you know one or more homeless people around the area that his business is at and he said originally he would be nice give him a bottle of water and say get out of here you can't be here you know and now i mean the the police don't come you know he had one that he actually was concerned about that was for people's safety and you know the police <laughs> they maybe show up 90 minutes later uh so he just uh get out uh now it's just like uh, you can't be here get out nobody you ain't around here i'm not cleaning up your crap in front of my business anymore and i do mean crap and uh, get out you're not welcome here so okay i mean if we're gonna do that in new york let's start doing it around america too now let's all everybody needs a free home just give them a place to live that's what needs to happen we're already spending money like wildfire eh, make it happen but i saw one man in new york that i thought was a genius idea and they're pissed they're trying to evict him okay so he's living up in the trees in manhattan in the park that's a genius idea he's not living on the streets mayor adams said you can't have him on the streets with a little cardboard cutouts and living in front of stores he's living up in the trees he's got a tree fort built up in the trees in the park and that's where he's living that is a good plan because you're up off the ground at night very few other people uh, crime-ridden people are going to be climbing trees to try to harm you in the middle of the night and uh they sent him a notice though they said hey we want you out of here why i mean what's the guy doing he's not harming anybody but uh we're getting rid of the homeless people are cleaning up homeless in new york but i love the guy the guy in the tree let him be let him be i mean i want to say that we maybe just write that into the homeless laws if you build a if you got a little nest up in the trees you can stay there <laughs> i show the guy climbing down from the tree after getting out of his little bird's nest up there that's i mean human's nest up there that's uh, awesome now i don't know you know if he acts like a bird when he's up there you don't want to park underneath that just saying all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately oh You see where Tim Cook had a stalker. Now, think Tim Cook for a moment. What do we know? The number one thing we know about Tim Cook. Okay, number two thing we know about Tim Cook. Number one is that he's, you know, in charge of Apple. Okay. The number two thing we know about Tim Cook. Gay. He's out. I'm not I'm not breaking any news. I'm not outing Tim. Okay, but he had a stalker that was allegedly begging him for sex. A Virginia woman. <laughs> right off the bat, you're missing the point, baby. Okay? Maybe not. Maybe that's maybe maybe she was that's what got her all hot for Tim. But she begged him for sex and claimed he fathered her children. 
I mean, okay. So they now have a deal. All right. Uh, Julie Lee Choi, 45, will have to keep at least 200 yards away from Tim for the next three years. Can't contact him through email, Twitter, or other means. <laughs> uh, she had a restraining order thrown up against her in January. All right. Apparently, that wasn't good enough. Restraining orders spit on restraining orders, okay? That just mean all that does is tell me nothing is what it tells me, okay? <laughs> it's a little piece of paper. If I want to be sneaking up around you, I will. Restraining order or not. So uh, she showed up at Cook's Palo Alto home a couple of times. Boy, that's got to be a little agonizing. Uh, I mean, I, don't, I feel for Tim here, man. That's that's a nightmare. He's crazy whack. I don't know that she's crazy. I'm sorry. This uh, this woman misinterpreting the way Tim looks at her over the screen, thinking that, oh, yeah, look at the way Tim looks at me. Don't. No. That's not a- Oh, yeah. Tim was giving that Apple meeting on Zoom and the way he was looking at me is oh yeah I wanted to take a bite out of that apple I'll tell you that anyway no, so, uh, so <laughs> and apparently she was I mean threatening could get violent yeah no kidding uh, it's not, that's not a good thing so uh, she apparently wrote in one email I can't live like this anymore I mean, I would have responded, bummer. <laughs> Go ahead and make your move. Uh, let's, you know, just end it. I don't know that, Tim, that would go over well with the Apple folks or not, but that's, you know, I would have done that. So anyway, uh, the restraining order is, uh, is out, and now she's made a deal with the court with her. She, the deal's done. She's not going to stalk him anymore right okay all right she took pictures of loaded pistols and set them to tim and she uh claimed that he was the father of her twins (laughs) i mean okay julie what did i say her name was julie Choi, right Uh, julie lee Choi. Wow, she's like a serial killer stalker. Get three names, man. They start giving you three names. You're going down. That's part of the deal. Just if it was Julie Choi, ah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. That's who got the restraining order. Julie Choi got the restraining order. Julie Lee Choi, yeah, we went to court. We got the deal done. That's part of the deal. <laughs> so, apparently, uh, I was talking a little bit at the Oscars this morning on pat with the new numbers because the new number the new total numbers came out and they were i mean huge for the oscars since the beginning of bad times which was you know last year where they had 10.4 million i mean 10.4 million is really nobody i mean they ought to just move it to youtube now and just it really wouldn't be a bad thing for them to just stream it and not i mean I guess the Academy probably gets quite a bit of money from the old uh, networks. 
so. Well, I mean, Google's got enough money. To pay him enough money, give him enough money to put it on YouTube and shut up. You, you know what? It could be eight hours long. We don't care. And then just cut it up and post it on YouTube as, uh, you know, the first hour, the second hour, the eighth hour. And then cut it up to all the winners and all. I mean, what, I got to produce this thing for you people? <sighs> so, anyway, uh, this year, the Oscars had... 16.6 million people. So went up nearly 60% from the worst. <laughs> Still makes it the second worst. Wow. That's not good at all. I was looking at the list, though, of the big number Oscars and uh, the last 20 years. So Ellen has the most. The host with the most. Uh, 43.7 million in 2014. Billy Crystal comes in second place. Close second, though. 43.5 million in 2004. Chris Rock. You remember him. <laughs> uh, he got slapped this year by Will Smith. <laughs> he comes in uh, third place from 2005 with 42.1 million viewers. And Chris has got another one in there in the 30 millions. So, I mean, Will might be a big, big superstar, but he needs to back up a little bit. It's just the way it is. And John Stewart had a couple of years in the 30s, too. But what's really fascinating is now, since this is the slapping Oscars, you know, the Will Smith slapping Chris Rock Oscars, you know, everybody has to have the, uh, oh, everybody can't be insulted anymore. And, uh, you know, what, what? remember Don Rickles? He used to insult everybody. I love Don Rickles. Of course, I mean, he was, the guy was awesome, man. And what was cool about Don is there is nothing sacred when he's on stage. That is awesome. I mean, that is good stuff. He made a fortune being Don Rickles, man. I mean, there you went to Don Rickles shows hoping that Don was going to pick you out of the crowd, right? I mean, that's at the, in the end, the last, what, the last 20 years? of his life and shows you you go to the show and you want to get a seat where you hope that don's gonna see you so that he's gonna rip you apart a little right i mean that's part of the deal right? i mean will smith would be a don would just have you shot right i mean slapping don oh <laughs> i thought i said alex's name oh i mean no i didn't say the because he's coming up in my storyline. And I thought I slipped his name in there when I heard the gun. I'm sorry. I just did just talk about Don harming Will, slapping him in the face. But our man, Alec Baldwin, he is defending Chris Rock. Kind of weird. You'd think he'd be on uh, Will's side, but no. He said, I am not reading much about how or even if the producers attended to Chris. But I love you, at Chris Rock, added the actor, Alec Baldwin. I'm sorry the Oscars turned into the Jerry Springer show. <laughs> One little slap and a couple of hollers. 
Jerry Springer was a lot better than that. A lot better. I'm sure there had to have been a chair, a fat girl, a skinny girl, blonde hair, dark hair. I mean, something. You got to have something. A couple of tattoos, some drinks flying. There was another guy that used to, another host that used to have a fiery show like that, too, from, from Seattle. I think it was I think it was Morton Downey Jr. that was had the kind of Jerry Springerish show, and Morton would probably tell you that his show was what Jerry did his show after. I'm not sure, but I mean he would smoke all the time and say crazy and wild stuff, and they would have fights on the show. I mean you don't get those days back. That's good TV right there. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Alec is uh, on. Uh, Chris Rock's side, so man, that's got to be—it's uh, got to be good for for Chris to to know. Man, it's got to be really good. And congratulations to the whole damn Baldwin family. Uh, they're going to have another kid, Hillary or Hillary or Hilarious, whatever her name is. Mrs. Alec Baldwin is uh, pregnant again with another kid. Now, I think one of the kids was through a surrogate. Right, I don't think she was pregnant with every kid. So they, she suffered a miscarriage and and a pregnancy loss in 2019. Mom of six marked National Rainbow Baby Day on Instagram in August of 2021 with a message about her two youngest children. <laughs> But now they have, uh, they're going to have their seventh kid. And they released a video of all the kids running around. There was music. And Alec was in the back with his arm up against the dresser. And he's just such a beautiful little thing. Alec, he's leaning in the video. And the kids are running around. And the wife is on the floor. And he just gives a couple of points. <laughs> I guess that's a point to the maid and the, or the nursing mom to take care of the kids, get them away from me. But then they had a couple of pictures of him and the, you know, and the boys and the wife and the family together. So congratulations. And, uh, you know, they're going to be congratulations to the entire Baldwin family. <sighs> We're pretty sure our family was complete. But we're beyond happy with this surprise. I'm sharing with you the moment we told the kids. As you can see, they are super excited too. <laughs> our new baby is a very bright spot in our lives. A blessing and a gift during such uncertain times. Yeah, you know, like, I don't know how we might go to jail for murder. <laughs> Those uncertain times, something like that might be happening. Now, there's no way. Believe me, I know. There's not a chance that Alec Baldwin goes, goes to jail. And that's what started this whole thing anyway with his stupid gunshots. I can't even say his name because of the rust stuff. And uh, 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 Where are we with that investigation? What's happening? I mean, it's still an ongoing investigation, but there's not a chance. I mean, the family's pissed that Alec is not doing... And he's not... Uh, giving them enough money or enough you know he's not bowing down enough he didn't say he was sorry enough i don't know 
Alec is saying that he's got insurance and it's not him. He's not responsible, which is, I mean, that's why he made a point of that early on in the interview. He was talking about, that's why we have insurance. Okay, so get in there early with your lawsuits because once the insurance money's gone, you're out. All right, because I ain't nothing coming out of my pocket. I got 18 freaking kids and a wife that's out of her mind. Well, I got to pay for, okay? I got work to do. That's why I was trying to do this stupid Rust movie on the cheap. I needed to make some cash to pay some bills. I mean, it's tough for me to go down to my daughter's husband and say, hey, uh, Justin, what do you say? Uh, Justin Bieber, that is. Uh, what do you say? You loan me a little bit of cash? I need a little bit of cash. I know you love my daughter. I got that. And she's not the one that I call the fat pig, so it's okay. Just give me a little bit of cash, Justin. Help help a brother out. And Justin would say, uh, dear dad-in-law, Alec, get out. <laughs> I mean, Justin might help him out. That's a good cash cow to have in the back pocket, man. Alec knows that, too. We have got to talk to someone about this rule. Seriously. Because I, I want to talk about Alec Baldwin. But then there's that. All right, just some headlines that you need to be aware of. Uh, yesterday, uh, we talked about uh, the FDA. Uh, authorizing an optional second booster shot for people 50 years and up. The CDC is saying, eh, you know, if you qualify, go ahead and consider it. You know, we're just sure you might want to get it. I mean, we know now that the, the, the BA.2 uh, Omicron variant is uh, the dominant variant in the U.S., according to to the cdc now making up nearly 55 percent of the new cases but i mean the cases are low now right i mean even if it's highly transmissible we're still yeah i mean we're still doing pretty good so i don't know how scared <laughs> i know it could still happen at any moment i get it but we have to live our lives and i see where free covid tests and treatments are going to be no longer free for you uninsured people. Huh. That interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Uh, the coronavirus tests for uninsured patients are no longer free in many places. So not everywhere. I mean, you can still get them free. You just, maybe not where you live. <laughs> Why would you need them? Where you live. That's uh, just dumb. <laughs> uh, and so, oh, whoa, this is another one. Federal shipments of monoclonal antibody treatments to states. Drugs designed uh, to keep people infected with the coronavirus out of the hospital were also slashed by 35%. Wow. So they're cutting those down to states. Well, I mean, they've been screwing states out of that stuff for a while now, especially states like Florida that have that bastard Ron DeSantis as governor that guy that guy could be president of the United States man I would I think I would like that I'm gonna go out on a limb here 
and say, I think I would enjoy President DeSantis. I believe I, I believe I would, I mean, I would vote for him. Okay. I don't know that I would actually go out and campaign for him. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you know, endorse him. I mean, that might be a little bit too much. <laughs> but uh, there's only a few people on the planet that I would endorse and did. And then they dropped out of the race immediately, uh, just a day after I endorsed them. So he probably doesn't want my endorsement, come to think of it. Uh, jobless claims fall to a near 53-year low. Uh, really? So the jobless claims are at a 50-year low. That's interesting. Uh, that's interesting. So claims, uh, s- the number of Americans filing new claims came in at 187,000 last week, their lowest level since 1969. But in February, there was a record 5 million more job openings in the U.S. economy than the number of available workers. Okay. Plus, the number of workers who quit their job jumped 94,000 from January to 4.35 million. (laughs) Oh, that's the total. Yeah, okay, that's the total that has quit their jobs. Okay, so they just added not even a hundred grand, not even a hundred thousand people quit their jobs in January. Okay, I got it. All right. So in all, there are one point. According to this, according to the government statistics, there are one point eight jobs for every unemployed person. Okay, now that's the unemployed people. Unemployed people that are admitting they're unemployed right that are on the rolls because there's plenty more plenty more people that are unemployed that aren't on the rolls and uh i would say people need to there's jobs man i don't know they're waiting for pay them more i freaking cannot tell you how i hate that so much when our president whispers like that in his speeches just i dislike it i dislike it very much that's all do you i right exactly oh, just, ah, i just want to jump through the screen if i was there i would be in trouble i would be in trouble because i would hear do you stop whispering that'd probably kick me out i would probably get kicked out of the crowd and the odds of me being in the crowd are pretty low to begin with but if I were to get through that process, I would be kicked out after that. There's no doubt. I couldn't. I couldn't just sit there and listen to. Couldn't ya? I, I no. <sighs> oh, I'm speaking of Joseph Robinette Biden, our president of the United States. Yesterday, he signed the Emmett till anti-lynching act it is now lynching is a federal hate crime yay i mean we can't lynch anymore 
I know. Uh, if you were going to lynch someone, would an anti-lynching act stop you? I don't think so. I mean, it's still... Here, here's here's a thought, all right? Is it a hate crime? I mean, any any crime... I know we make this argument before, but any crime is really a hate crime, right? I don't understand... I just don't understand why it has to be a hate crime. So they claim now that it's punishable, lynching, federal hate crime, punishable by up to 30 years in prison. So is that 30 years on top of the murder? On top of the, you know, the life sentence you got? Life plus 30? Because of uh, the murder? Because I'm pretty sure if you got caught lynching someone, they would they would go ahead and try you for murder. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! This is like back in the back in the 30s. Ah, oh, let him go. Let him go. I mean, that's all this is. They claim, you know. I mean, I know that Al Sharpton said the Ahmad Arbery case was a modern day lynching. Oh, was it? Was it Al? But don't roll your eyes at me. They chased him down. Did they lynch him? No. Well, that's what they were going to do. Okay. All right. Now they claim that, I, and I love the, the stories of the, it used to be a way to terrorize black Americans, particularly in the South. I'm going to go on record as saying that no matter what skin color you are, the threat of lynching uh, it's a little terrorizing. I don't care what skin color you are. From the late 1800s to the 19, 18th, or the 1960s, yeah. Uh, they claimed that it was, you know, still kind of going on after the 60s. Okay. If you say so. If you say so. They you know, talk about how ignoring the justice system and the right to due process is why the people would lynch mostly black people and that they were, that, you know, the, the law enforcement would look the other way. Would they? All right. All right. Well, like I said, good news. Congratulations. Congratulations to our lawmakers and, people in power for making lynching a federal hate crime no more lynching good and just so we're clear okay just so we're clear because i don't i want to i want to wrap up any confusion that might be okay no i am not for lynching all right i'm not for it i just find it I struggle. I struggle with the hate crime. It's murder. Murder is a hate crime. Oh, not always, Jeff. There's mitigating circumstances in all these crimes. And sentencing guidelines are all changed with... Stop it. Stop it. But good. (laughs) Good that it's the... It's the... I got to make sure I say it right. It's the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act.
Good. Good. Just a reminder that if you want to participate in the game show, What's the Lie? You can email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com, and uh, we'll try to, you know, work it out, set up. We've got, uh, hey, it's backed up, man. Okay. The scheduling is already happening for What's the Lie. Vans are all rode up, all two of them are all rode up for the What's the Lie. So if you want to participate, email me at chewingthefat at theblaze.com i got an email from casey out there on the road according to casey and he i asked a question uh i don't know in a prior show if there were phone books anymore and uh he emailed me he said uh, i am a chewing the a chewing og nice my phone suggested ctf i am a fan of your phone uh, that needs to happen more across the world yeah across the world around the world around the globe flat over whatever i don't care wherever that cell phone tower reaches that's what needs to happen uh i listened and loved it oh that's so nice uh that is how i found glenn beck and jeff fisher unleashed with pat gray and uh i remember you asking uh if there were still phone books well, I'm a truck driver stuck in a hotel for two days in Iowa. Sounds like fun being you. And I found this and immediately thought of CTF. And he sent a picture along of a phone book in a drawer of the hotel. Nice. So they still do exist. And that's just a little hotel in Iowa saying, we're out of Bibles. So give them a phone book. At least they'll have something to read. Okay. But I appreciate the thought. Casey, and it means a means it means a lot to me. I will say that there's no telling how old this phone book is. I I looked, I can't find a date on the phone book. It's opened up to a page, and I guess I could call somebody on this page and see if they're still alive. See what year it is. Hey, I got this number from the phone book, and I was just wondering if you're still alive. <laughs> That actually, you know what? That's a good bit, actually. Uh, phone book alive. We got to think of a book, better name than phone book alive. Phone book deaths. Are you still alive? <laughs> Are you still alive? Yes, Jeff. They'd be answering the phone. Of course, it'd be like might not be them. Well, we want to know if John and Wilma over there. <laughs> are still alive oh i bet you one of them are not probably john wilma's gonna hang on for another five or ten years man but john is john worked hard all his life he's living over there on northwest avenue he just he was out he was out shoveling the walk last winter and dropped over now wilma just sits in the in the tea room all day missing john Thanks for calling.
home and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.